Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moore. So this week on the podcast, we have my lovely friend Kate Gilmore. Kate is a Dublin-based actress uh, who you may know from uh, The Train, which is coming back um, to the Abbey, uh, which is incredible, on the main stage really soon. Uh, Kate uh, has also been nominated for Irish Times Theatre Awards. Um, she's just, uh, she's really just killing it uh, career-wise at the moment. Um, uh, you might know her from the, the Town is Dead or from Striking Out. Um, she's just she's just doing great, and it was so brilliant to sit down uh, and chat to her uh, just after her run in The Gaiety Panto, uh, I believe. Um so, yeah, uh, please do enjoy that. Uh, I'm going to get on with the episode, not going to keep you too long. Um, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to anyone who's been getting in touch. Uh, we're five episodes in now, and I suppose um, the podcast is, is doing really well. We had a meeting here at the Headstuff headquarters, and um, we just want to say it, it means so much when people get in touch and when people um, recommend it, I suppose, to others. We're at a point now where um, where we, we have a little fan base, which is amazing, and we just want to uh, keep that growing um, and just help us get on the, the coolest guests we possibly can. Also wanted to hear your thoughts. Um, so please do tweet us, uh, recommend it to a friend, and if you know someone who you think would be a really great fit for the for the podcast, um, any 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 uh, people who you would like to hear from, let us know, and we'll we'll try get them on. If you happen to have any contacts, uh, we'd love that, and it would be great because a personal connection I think goes um, way further than a, than a tweet or an email or something like that. But enough of all that nonsense. I'll chat to you all properly at the end. But for now, please enjoy Kate Gilmore playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moore. Personality bingo? Yeah. Kate Gilmore? Yes. All right, let's do it. Okay, so I'll give it a little explain. Uh, it's very simple. Okay, so there's 60 balls in here. Uh, okay. I've got <laughs> a list of 60 questions right. here. I'm going to put 60 minutes on a, on, on, on the, the stopwatch, so to speak. Um, and we're going we're gonna, to like roll the thing. Uh, the number's going to come out. I'm going to ask you the corresponding question, and you answer it. But I'm also going to give you this little sheet here. Okay. So this has got five numbers on it right now. I'm going to ask you to pick the sixth number. And if the ball that we draw out corresponds with one of the ones you have in the sheet, you cross it off. Okay. And if you get to cross off all your numbers in the 60 minutes, yep. you get to ask me any question that you want, and I'll answer completely honestly, no matter what it is. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. Do I write it down the number? Yeah. P- what, what number are you gonna pick? Do you have a lucky number that you're gonna yeah. go for? All right, what are you gonna go for? You want me to tell you? You can tell me. Yeah. Oh, thirty-three. You're gonna go for thirty-three. Yeah. I had a feeling you were gonna go for like the same number twice. Do you know what I mean? Like an eleven or twenty-two or thirty-three. That's why I didn't put anyone's down like that. Oh. I just had I had that <laughs> that inclination. Oh, will I tell you why it's lucky? Yes. Because I was born on the third day of the week at a quarter to three on the thirty-first of the third month, nineteen ninety-three. Whoa. Yeah. And Ireland beat England three 0 That day. Yes. It's a great day. Isn't it? Yeah. Nice. And obviously I was born, so that was a great day. That was a great day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations Thank on your birthday. You. Yeah. Your birthday's coming up kind of soon. It is then, yeah. Is there anything you want for for your birthday? Um a day off. Like a day off. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. You might get a birthday day off. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Okay. Are you, are you ready to play personality bingo? Yes. All right, I'm going to give it a spin. Is there any number you'd like f- right off the bat? Right off the bat. Another number that I like? Yeah, like one of the ones on your sheet. Is Would you like 33 straight away? Like what are you hoping oh, for? Oh, yeah, m- maybe. Okay. All right. I don't want to put you under pressure. You sound a bit flustered. It'll get easier from here on in. Okay. <laughs> it starts always hard. All right. Here we go. It is number number 20. Okay. Number 20. Do you have number 20? No, I don't okay. have number 20. Number 20. Have you ever or do you ever consider emigrating? Um, 
I've never considered it and the only reason why I would consider it is because of work. Yeah. I think if work took me to London or New York because I like them and I assume that that's where it would take me yeah. but if it did take me there I would go um, but I would always have a base here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever leave here and not, not have somewhere to come back to. Mm-hmm. Like it too much. Yeah. Do, do you um like would you go on a whim to not a whim but would you decide to go to like uh, London or New York without a job and just kind of like no you no, you let no. you wait till we're tasty yeah it I, it's just too difficult London is too big and and New York is even bigger and yeah. it's it's too difficult to st- go over and start from scratch where if you if you go the job um you can create something mm-hmm. from the job yeah yeah I get you yeah you're good cool all right okay let's go again. Number 56. To 56. Oh, nice. Sorry. That's very early on in the day to be getting one, yeah. one out. Congratulations. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Man. All right, nice. Okay, what do you think people's first impressions of you are? Oh, Lord. Um, people always assume that I'm scared, uh, flustered, um, clumsy, <laughs> um, weird. I hate that word weird. It's, there is no such thing, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. odd or like, um, yeah, f- kind of funny, but in a really dry way. Because some, sometimes, and this actually happens a lot, like people don't know how to take me. So I'll meet people straight away and I'll, you know, put a few zingers out there just to see like, are we on the same wavelength? And most of the time they look at me like, what are you about? So yeah, it's it's it can be quite an awkward experience meeting someone for the first time. Sure, and is it, what's a zinger like a little joke? Yeah, like uh, just a, a joke, or not like that. I think it's, I'm funny, or it's funny the joke, but like it's something maybe sarcastic, or yeah. And then they, if it's they, if they accept it, then we'll get on just fine. And if they don't, we'll still get on fine. But it will be an adjustment for me. Yeah, do you find it more easy to like meet like? Um, actors and people in like in the creative world rather than like say me like um i don't know uh someone who's a lay person <laughs> uh, yeah like someone like studying finance say or, or like you know working in like um um i think sometimes it's easier when you meet artists because uh, most of them have the same sort of personality as you like you know they're we're all crippled with insecurities and uh paranoia and yet we still want people to look at us when we get up on stage so it's a it's a juxtaposition you're com- constantly in contradiction with yourself um whereas someone yeah someone else you know might n- understand you straight away mm-hmm. gotcha oh, nice. good answer thanks all right number you ready yes number 44 oh i have 43 oh and you've got 33 but not 44. No. That's okay. Let's, let's not worry about it. Number 44, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, my God. This is really difficult. Yeah? Yeah. Like, embarrassing thing, things happen to me all the time. So I don't really know how to um, measure one against the other. Sure. What was the last one that happened? Um, I forgot my purse this morning. Oh, no. Yeah, and I went in to buy coffee and I had to, like, I looked in my bag and it wasn't there. And I looked at her and I said, you know, I don't have my purse with me, so I'm sorry. And then I went to walk away and she was like, well, you know, I'm just going to have to get rid of this coffee if you don't drink it. And there was a line of people behind me and I felt like I was trying to do something, like a cheat, mm. my way out of paying for coffee, which I wasn't. And that was just really mortifying. And I went red from the neck up. Yeah. 
that's been a theme that there was a uh, comedian named Laura Byrne afterwards and she was uh, talking about how when she gets embarrassed and flustered she goes red at the neck as well yeah and the chest as well I get like a chest rash um, was your chest on show or was it covered up by no clothes? it's mostly mostly it is covered up because yeah. of that reason really yeah whoa yeah, it gets red really easily. So does my face. I think it's my complexion. Yeah, she had red hair as well, that girl, yeah. Laura. And straight. I think as well, um, well, I read somewhere that people who get embarrassed or blush easily are more trustworthy. Really? Yes. Uh, that's great. So you're great news. Would you consider yourself like good at keeping secrets and stuff like that? Like, are you you're very um, trustworthy? Trustworthy, yeah, yeah. Just a trustworthy person, yeah. I think. And obviously because I couldn't hide it is why as well. Yeah, you know true. Yeah, you yeah. Can't, when you can't hide you your embarrassment or things, it, ma- it makes it easier to trust you. Yeah, good, that's good. And did she give you the coffee in the end? She did give me the coffee, but I oh, couldn't drink it. It felt guilty. It tasted guilty. Oh, no. But yeah, and did, was it like your local place or was it in town? It's in town. And like, would you would you pop back in and give her the three euro or whatever now? Yeah, I would, but th- because it's in town as well, it's not like I can come back in later on. It'll be like, and I'm going away tomorrow, so it'll be like yeah. a few weeks from now, but that might be nice. Yeah. What Let shop was it? Maybe we should give them a plug. It's um the place across from uh the Gaiety okay. School of Acting. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, Taz, get on to them and get them to sponsor this episode mm. and that'll be uh, <laughs> great. Okay, cool. I think yeah. it's called the Camarilla. Well, hopefully someone from there is listening and they'll they'll yeah. know that you're a sincere good person with a red face. Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Number 55. No. No. We were looking for 33. That's I knew yeah. it was we were looking for some of the same. Okay, number 55. What's... Because <laughs> you're getting kind of hard questions. Uh, what's the most insulting thing that anyone's ever said about you? Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> when I was 18, I was on The Voice of Ireland, Don't Look It Up, and uh. um, i done a battle with a beautiful girl called Jessica, and there I had very blonde hair at the time, which was dyed off my head. Uh, but it was lovely, but it was just died and I am very pale and someone said I looked like under the YouTube video also people on on, on the internet yes. can be really nasty yeah, as well yeah. um, as young children that can to each other they said that I looked like an amb- albino Adele oh god that is a bad one yeah it was true <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah look albino and it, it, yeah and there's nothing wrong with being albino nothing at all no but I can see how it might be hurtful at if that's time, not the look you were going 18, for. At the time when I was 18, it was painful to accept. And that wasn't the look you were going for? No. At mm. the time, I thought I looked, you know, like, maybe um, Blondie or uh, Duffy. Yo, Duffy. Yeah. Warwick Avenue, yeah. where is she? Is she still there? I don't know. She's probably still in Warwick Avenue waiting y- for her man. train. Oh, it was a guy or a train? I don't know. Are you just trying to plug your play that you're in later this year? I am. <laughs> train, Abbey Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Number 13. I'm lucky in bingo. Is it? And in your life, because you don't have it. <laughs> uh, all right, number 13. What are your thoughts in 2016? Oh, God. Um, 2016 was... Personally, it was, it, was a, it was a bit of a transitional year. I felt like only afterwards, looking back on it, could I... Um, see it for 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 what it was but when I was in the middle of it. I, I kind of was confused. I think um, it's just one of those years where you, you kind of change pretty dr- dramatically. Like some years you don't change. Some some years are re- rewarding years, and some years are transitional. And last year was transitional for me, and I um, lost who I was a little bit and uh, complied where I shouldn't have, and maybe people pleased a little bit, and then you know 
went the other way and did other things that I, yeah, shouldn't have done. But uh, um, it taught me a lot. Mm. So I feel much um, more secure in who I am now. Uh, and as a, as, as a universal question, um, just, I mean, terrible, like, uh, yeah, um, it's just shocking. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, to talk about it. I don't feel qualified. Are you to talking talk about, about like Trump and Brexit and? Yeah, yeah, um, and Syria and just yeah. the stuff that's going on in the world. That's a really good point. Actually, that's not something that gets talked about that much when you talk about 2016. Yeah, absolutely horrendous stuff. And I just, I actually thought about this earlier on. I just don't understand. Really, and I and this is the this is why this is where what I need to work on. I just don't understand how people um, would not want to welcome refugees into their country, and I don't understand how men would want control over a woman's body, and I don't understand why you would discriminate against someone because of their race, religion, or color, mm-hmm. or sexual preference. Yeah, and that's probably something I need to work on is is um, trying harder to understand the other side of the coin. Sure. Because that's that's how you can debate and talk about things and discuss. Yeah, because, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that uh, a lot of that stuff happened because people on a certain side of things didn't feel understood. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. and that's a backlash. Yeah, and it is. It's a backlash of years of kind of... Um, and, that, and then people who think the opposite way have been quiet and if that's a word, for so long now and they don't feel like they can answer the question and, and it only comes up when... Um, when like this, when 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 there are elections, you know, you think it's going to go a certain way, like and all over the world, all the media, um, the support online, the support in the streets is for um, one side, but it's the quiet people at home who feel like they're misunderstood, who feel like they're not being listened to, who whose vote vote counts as much as the, the loud the louder people, and mm-hmm. um, that's when the danger happens because. Yeah, um, they obviously go out. They make their vote, vote count, and then it, it flips. It flips the other way, and uh, the the other side kind of feel like, oh, this came out of nowhere. But I suppose it didn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I think, I think that uh, sometimes there can be a, a bubble on on a certain sides. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. th- because they, they there's not always a crossover. You know, you don't you don't. Um, especially in what we do, sometimes you d- you don't really meet people who who I want autonomy yeah. over a woman's body, yeah. and you know, like the people who, I mean, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a blanket statement now, but the majority of the people say, um, in the the two kind of major uh, elections in kind of of our like adulthood would be the 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 marriage gay Martin Jacolio yeah. and then you know fingers crossed all going well there will be a referendum on repeal the eighth yeah. or on the eighth amendment I should say. Uh, and uh, most of our like community, and when I say is like artists and young people and people living in the city, they, that'd be three of our communities, I guess. Mm. Like the vast majority would, um, you know, have a very yeah. uh, specific view. But yeah. th- that is that that's only part of like the world. where we're from, and yeah. and yeah, and you could the same can be said for kind of the US or or, yeah. or Britain, and it's and bringing it back to you for a second, you were talking about uh, 2016, and you said sometimes that like you felt compromised, but you said that the positive was that you learned some things in the process. Do you mind me asking one of the things that you learned over the year? Um, yeah, I um, I went away to America for three weeks with um my friend Georgia and her boyfriend Owen, and I stayed in New York on my own while they went back to Virginia for like literally three days. Mm. And I was 
terrified. Yeah. I was terrified. You can say fuck. I was fucking terrified. Woo! Um, I thought that I was this big, independent, like, 23-year-old woman who could go abroad on her own. And when I saw, you know, online, like, friends of mine taking, tra- like, travelling to Southeast Asia for months at a time and going to Australia on their own for a year... I thought, like, I can go to America on my own, like, and I can travel and come back on my own. And, you know, I went on this bus journey from New York to Virginia, which was 13 hours long, with the most, like, like that people I just didn't even know existed outside of the fu- fucking film world. Fucking film world. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, and I was terrified for my safety. And, and then I just thought, like, wow, I'm really cocooned here in this life that I live in Dublin with my parents. I don't live with them, but, I like, they really look after me and they they take care of me and they get me out of anything and I now I'm on my own in like on this bus in the middle of Philadelphia just absolutely terrified mm. so I suppose I learned um, that I am not as independent as I would like to be um, and also looking back on the year I really um, there were good there were really lovely points especially with work I worked on a fantastic show called Town is Dead. Mm. Um, so, it was great. And thank you very much. And you got an Irish Times Theatre nomination for it. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, it, it was recognised extremely well by the Irish Times. Um, thank you um, for, for Philly and Ray for the, for writing it, for Barbara Brennan for the, the sound design and for the lighting design. So we were, yeah, it's really lovely. Mm. Um, and it was, a, it, it was a lovely show to be a part of and it was... But of course, uh, during it, I was scared. I was terrified um, again of not being good enough. Was I doing the right thing? Was I um, generalizing all this sort of stuff? And it's only when you look back, you can realize you can relax and enjoy those moments because they are brilliant moments. And and look what's come of it like that, you know? But only afterwards can I see that. And I made my own show as well. And in the middle of it, it was just, again, terror, fear, Hmm. uh, paranoia, insecurity, and then looking back on all the great stuff that I, um, great stuff that happened because of it, um, can I realise how good how good that was? But I also I lost um, a friend last year oh, um, called Anita Reeves, and she was like, yeah, she was really important part of my life for the last four years, three years. We done a show called Little Gem together, and we toured together, and that it was she, she just really impacted my life in a, an incredibly positive way and she was an, a, a, an actress of great um, talent, grace, kindness and uh, that was, that really was a rocky, and I see for, for for a lot of people because she touched everybody that she met, I assume, sure. but um, it was the first time really the death that had affected me quite directly because um, I lost three grandparents but it was when I was younger and it, you know, you, you just, you take it differently. When you start to understand what it is to be alive and then to die and then to not be around anymore, it's, um, and only when you get older does it start to kind of all come I- into place in your head. Um, and it can be very strange. Mm. Just strange that someone who's so alive is not here. Yeah. And then you can, that can happen to any of us at any time. That's not fair. Anyway. Yeah. That yeah. was a really nice tribute to her though. I don't know who she is, but I am... Um um, I feel like she's a very special person. She is. Yeah. She is. Great. Great. Uh, we go again? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number 32. <gasps> One away. Oh, what do you no, have? No, I had 
33. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. Okay, number 32. How often do you find yourself Facebook stalking ex-girlfriends or boyfriends to see what they're doing? <laughs> um, no, do you know what? Not very often, actually, because usually um, if I have come out of a relationship, it's the end of it, and that's the end. Really? Yeah. Do you not have many exes that you'd still consider friends? Yes, I have. Um, I do, actually, but... <clears throat> Uh, I'd, I'd quite a serious relationship when I was very young mm. um, which was a lovely two and a half year relationship with someone who is lovely um, but when it was over it was just it was a clean ending it was it was, it was for the right reasons and um, yeah and I just would not see the point in I, so I would check and see you know yeah. maybe like once uh, every six months just to see you know what he's doing we, we're still friends on, on Facebook and stuff to see uh, you know where his life went because I'm interested yeah sure but um, I wouldn't still talk to him and I wouldn't consider him a friend really yeah but um, I wouldn't wish anything on him and I wouldn't want to be looking at him to see you know who he's with or what he's you know just to, just to check and see hope everything's going okay and yeah, that good. but um, yeah more recently I suppose I suppose the older you get the more it becomes um the, the the lines become a little bit more blurred and it's like nowadays are people really with each other or is it like they're seeing each other and then mm. it kind of kind of blows over more so than it kind of has a big dramatic ending but for me it does so there's more of an open openness of, of friendship so it's not really like oh he broke my heart so I'm going to keep checking up on him yeah. that sort of thing yeah I get um, you yeah yeah that sounds very healthy yeah I try to be. I yeah, try good. to be healthy yeah, yeah. in that respect with your mind because you can drive yourself crazy looking at things that you don't want to see. Yeah. So I, I try to have a very strict... Um, if I have any cravings to look at something that I don't want to look at or, sh- or know would hurt my feelings, I just won't look at it. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. All right, cool. Okay, number 26. Do you got it? No. You kind of know your numbers off by heart. Yeah. You don't even look down. No. All right, okay. <laughs> Number 26. Uh, when was the last time you said a prayer? Oh, actually, um, just before the 24-hour plays on Sunday, I said a oh, Hail yeah. Mary. Did you? I think I said a Hail Mary or else I just blessed myself. Yeah. But it's that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? I think so. And sometimes when I bless myself, I feel like I feel guilty because I don't practice Catholicism mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But there's just something um, sacred about it or something very comforting about it because it's what you're brought up with I suppose and I don't know whether it's it's not a Catholic God or a Protestant God or any God that it's just a general universe you're you're praying to the universe you know because I do believe in I believe in karma and I believe in um sending out good positive energy and and receiving positive energy back so I suppose that's my way of sending out positive energy was to bless myself on Sunday before I went out did it work yeah, it went really well, actually. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. How is that as an experience to do the 24-hour plays? For people that don't know, so it's basically, I mean, you explain what the process actually looks like. Yeah, you go in uh, into a room on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. You meet um, like about 20 actors, five writers and five directors. And um, you introduce yourself. You, you come with a prop and a piece of costume. Uh, you leave at half 10. The writers and directors are paired up. They pick a cast of four or five actors. And they spend the night writing a play. The writers do. The directors go home. The directors come in at 10 a.m. the next morning with all the actors. They're told what play they're in. And then you present it that night at 8 o'clock on the Abbey stage um, in aid of Dublin Youth Theatre. Whoa. Yeah. 
Is it a? Uh, is it the most nerve-wracking time you've gone on stage? Um, no. Okay. I think the most nerve-wracking time was probably for the Wickedness of Oz. Really? Which is a show I wrote for myself. Yeah. Whoa. But um, because you're with people on stage for the 24 hour plays, you have a team and ensemble yeah. of people to rely on, and also the audience are very forgiving and very with they're with you because they know you've only had 12 hours and they've come for the fun of that of knowing people will forget their lines and it's funny yeah um and you're all in it for the right reasons and you all know you know what to expect um so there's a little bit of thrown caution to the wind when you before you go on but there it was there was really yeah we were terrified yeah we, we had that we would we were the first 24 hour musical as well so we, we were we had um a lot of pressure i think to make sure that it Went okay, yeah. so that the music was heard the way it was supposed to be heard. You know, the Sinead Diskin wrote the music, and Arthur Reardon wrote the the lyrics. And you wanted their work to be presented in a way that they were happy with as well. You sure, know, so sure. there is that. Yeah, yeah. great. Well, fair play. It Thanks. sounds mad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number thirty-seven. Okay, no worries. Number thirty-seven. When was the last time you fell over? Oh, I fell this morning um, really? over my ironing board, yeah. Oh, were you doing the ironing? Yeah. Nice. What I fall all the time. Why were you ironing? Uh, I was ironing this top, which looks like it hasn't been ironed. <laughs> I kind of noticed it was all wrinkly earlier. It was completely ridiculous. I bought this in Zara like five weeks ago and I wore it once and it was lovely. And then I put it in the wash and ever since I just haven't been able to iron the crease instead of maybe I'm not doing it properly. Or yeah. maybe it's supposed to be one of those things that is supposed to look creased, but it, it's just... There's just no hope for it anymore, I think. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's a nice colour, like. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. I it's have, just untidy. Uh, yeah, but I'll tell you something embarrassing. Um, uh, so, like, uh, I, about, like, oh, I, not long ago, like, four months ago, I, like, had to, like, YouTube, like, uh, like how to iron some property because I just was struggling so much. I was like, I just need help. I, I just need help. And I Maybe just, I need to do that. Yeah, it was actually quite helpful. But, um, yeah, that's a good answer. You fell over. Yeah, you didn't morning. burn yourself or anything like that. You were no, safe. no, no, just, just a trip. Just a little trip. Mm. That's all right. Yeah, all right, we'll go again. All right, number ten. No, number ten, number ten, number ten, number ten. What was the last thing you ate? An apple. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the way in here. No, it was in my auntie's earlier on. Nice. It was a green apple. I was going to ask. I didn't. I don't like green apples. I prefer red apples, but I was really hungry. Yeah. Because as you know, I forgot my purse today. I said you just haven't been eating today. No. Do you, do you need like money for f- food? No, thank you, Tom. <laughs> I'm gonna um, <laughs> I didn't go directly home after this and and eat then when I get there. <laughs> oh, good, good. You're not on stage tonight. No. Oh, that's good. No. I, I was worried that you were on stage tonight. No. And that you were gonna have to rush off. No, that would be unprofessional. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Not to eat. Yeah, true. Do you have a, Do you have any like rituals about like food before you go on stage or what time you like to eat or anything like that? Um. Yeah, I don't just don't eat very heavily before I go on. But some you, you, you try. Oh, I try and eat like a lot throughout the day so that I don't end up going home starving at half eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, um, I don't like eating full meals before I go on either. Like so, dinner normally like stuff that's like gluten free or like, you know, that's not heavy on yeah. you so that you're not like feeling heavy going on. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and water. Sure. Loads of water. Mm. Been doing this thing talked about it actually kind of a lot on the podcast but i don't know if it'll be any of the episodes so um my uh friend of mine he uh drums with uh katie perry oh, um, over in the u.s and she brings a life coach on on tour 
and all the band and like crew and stuff have access to her so i asked uh, my friend i was like karen like if there was one little just give me like one little life hack or something mm. that she kind of has uh mentioned it and he said uh, eight liters of water a day and uh, i was what? like what and he said, yeah so uh got this two liter bottle that i've been stashing down here uh, i can't drink too much of it while we're on mic because uh, it's kind of noisy and also i need to pee a lot during the interview and it's yeah it's not i don't it's not an interview it's a chat but yeah. you know um and uh, yes yeah, so eight liters of water a day apparently is like what have you ever been able to drink that much yeah i was doing it before panto no bother but then i couldn't do it during panto because you literally couldn't you don't have the time yeah you wouldn't last through on stage so you kind of have to wait and, and you can't really do it if you're in like full-time rehearsals so i've got like yeah. two weeks i off, find that so. struggle as well when you're in rehearsals and you're trying to drink loads of water because it's you're trying to hydrate yourself yeah but then you need to go to the toilet before a break and then you feel unprofessional because the director hasn't given you a break and you have to run out of the room yeah but you have to drink water you do i'm going to take this chance to drink a bit of water okay. now we can listen if you want yeah mm-hmm that sounds great. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to kind of gulp into the mic. <laughs> but it didn't really work. Um, anyway, I guess we should roll it again. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's get you a number. Number 54. No. Oh, man. You got 54, 55, 56. That's kind of mad. <laughs> All right. Do you have any nicknames? Oh, Gillow. Gillow? Gillow. That's my a good friend, standard one. My friend yeah. Rex calls me Gillow. Um, and... Uh, Claire Barris, who I'm doing the show with, the dead now. Yeah. She calls me Katester. I like that. Katester, and that's nice. Um, Donica O'Dea calls me Kate Gilmour because when we were doing Panto, um, my name was misspelled on the door for the first two days. Oh, G I L M O U R. So she calls me Kate Gilmour. Oh wow! Did they change it for you? Yeah, that was nice. They did change it for me. Did you have your own dressing room? No, I was sharing with Lindsay Co-op. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Deadly. She's a savage person. I Great. love her a lot. <laughs> nice. Good. Was her name spelt right? H- yes. Because yeah. if anyone's name should have been spelt wrong, it probably should have been hers. Yeah, I know. But um, no, she's she's been. Sh- they know her really well there. That's my first okay. show that I done there. So, yeah. I don't know her, but I'm pretty sure I've seen her name spelt on Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you spell her name, just for the record? L i n z i c o w a p. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. Taz, can you get on to Lindsay oh, Co-op for sponsorship <laughs> of this episode, please? All right, thanks very much. All right, here we go. Uh, number 31. You don't no. Sorry. I always look over in such anticipation. Yeah, I know. And it's always just a sinking it was, feeling. We, we started off so well. Yeah, we did, but uh, I've got some faith in you. All right, what is your relationship, if any, to the gym? Oh, my God. 1895 is taken out of my account weekly. <laughs> No, I tell a lie, monthly for Ben Dunn Gym in Jervis Street, which I joined during... That's where I go. Yeah, during... That's probably why you've never seen me there. <laughs> during uh, <laughs> Town is Dead. Um, and I went a lot during that run because it was a normal run of eight shows a week. So we did... Was it even eight? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, seven shows a week. Um, and so we had loads of time during the day because you're employed, so you're getting paid properly, but you've lots of time during the day. So I was going like four times a week to the gym, um, but I was eating a lot then because you know you eat more. Yeah. Um, and then, honest to God, ever since July, I haven't gone, and I've, I've, yeah, there's been money taken out of my account every month for it. But yeah. I've been incredibly busy. Yeah. In the last six months, so there's that. Um, and I will be going again when I come back. Let me know when you do. We can go together. Yeah. Me gym boys. When I say I'm the color purple, when I go to the gym, I mean it. Like. Oh really. I turn a different shade. Yeah. You know when you get like sweaty, like I don't get like, oh, real cool, like she looks like she's worked out. I get like, she looks like she's that girl from um, turning the chocolate factory and she eats the chewing gum. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, like, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, That's good. Really that means you're working hard. Yeah. You're doing the gym right. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating gym. It is intimidating gym. You know Everyone a gym is intimidating. Know and I don't. Yeah, you know a gym is intimidating when the men's dressing room doesn't have a hairdryer. Oh wow! That, that's what I think. So they're all skinheads, are they? A lot, a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of th- the guys in there are just huge, yeah, massive, yeah. Uh, and kind of. There's one guy in there who likes to come over and show me what I'm doing wrong whenever I'm doing stuff. Oh, and I'm kind of like um, patronizing. Kind of. He, I think he, he's trying to help me, but he's um, he's an Eastern. Uh, he's a dude from Eastern Europe, and I think he's. I think he's nice, but he's really scary. I'm terrified of him. Yeah. And he comes up and he kind of fixes me. And, and I, I and I just like to put my headphones in and kind of not engage with the world at the gym. I have a theory about the gym. I don't really like anyone I see at the gym. And I think it's because it's kind of a challenging thing because like people go to the gym for a few reasons, like f- to like improve their like aesthetic look, to improve their like general health, that kind of thing. But mm. it's always like to kind of improve yourself in some mm. way. I think that's kind of a challenging thing to be around. Like when I'm doing anything like that, I kind of want to be by myself. I don't yeah, it is. Yeah. It's weird. So when someone comes up to me, I kind of get a bit weirded out by it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's really intimate. It kind of is. Thing to do to... Yeah, because people you don't want people to see how much you can do or how much you can't do and you don't you don't want yeah, you don't want to to compare yourself to others or make it a competition. You want well, some people do, but I like I like doing it by myself as well. That's why I like it when it's much quieter. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You got to pick your times. That's a busy gym. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, it I'm going to just check the time here. See yes. what we're doing. Uh oh my god, I didn't think we would have been going that long. That's we've been going for like uh 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So you've got like another 30 minutes. Are you okay for that? Yes. Yeah, I want to get you some more numbers. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number 12. No. Okay, don't worry about it. Number 12. If you had the opposite set of genitals for a day, what would be the first thing that you'd do? I feel like you're restraining yourself over there. You can say it. Have sex with a woman. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, you're the first person to say that. That's so funny. No, yeah. I'm gonna go red. Yeah. Uh, no, I definitely would. I just think it's. I want to see. I want. I would like to know what the feeling is for the other person. Yes. And then I'd feel great when I came back to myself. Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this today. I think it was on the podcast with somebody, and uh, we were talking about how, like, I feel like. No, correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is my perspective on it. That like a woman's scope for like sexual pleasure is like wider. Then a man's and a yeah. man's is narrow because like I feel like women have a lot of awful sex with guys, but they also like potentially can have like better orgasms than guys. Whereas guys like generally speaking like it's A B C like yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do you think that's fair? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, what I assume. You? Yeah. It is. I think so. What like would yeah? What would you, what are you are you uh yeah? See so you you yeah I get, I get that's a really good answer that you'd want to have sex with a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've never felt like what a... I, I, I used yeah. to think that that's the worst thing about being a woman is you've never felt like what it's like to put your penis in a vagina. Yeah. Because you don't have a penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you must think that's that's the best thing since sliced bread because it's all you look for. It's, yeah, it's way better <laughs> than sliced bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so it's, it's great. So I'm glad that we sorted that out. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay, number 58. No. No, 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 no. Number 58. If you could choose one person to interview, who would it be? It's a big sigh. I want to say something really um, profound here, but I'm going to say Meryl Streep. Was that your <laughs> profound answer? 
No, I want to say something like, you know, uh, Adolf Hitler or like... You oh, know. yeah. Well, but Meryl I, Streep's kind of profound. No, she is. She's fantastic, but it's it's for selfish reasons. I wouldn't want to find out anything about, you know, anything except for her life and her choices. Yeah. Yeah. Her career choices. Her. Yeah, like, I just think she's great. She seems to have balanced um, incredible work with uh, a stable family life. Mm. She has kids. She's a husband that she's been with for years and years and years, but it's not public. There's no yeah. scandals or like horrible, like messy public dramas surrounding her, her, her personal life, which is like amazing. Because usually, you know, when people um, reach a certain amount of success, when they do what we do, they mm-hmm. have to sacrifice their um, personal lives and their free time and their... Um, yeah, all that stuff, and she seems to have. Obviously, I, I assume she can't go anywhere without being recognised. But sure. it seems to be like, in relation to the media, she seems to have struck a pretty good balance. And I'd love to know how to do that for my future when I become really famous. Yeah, absolutely. Is that something that you want? Do you think you <laughs> no. want that kind of life? Not not no. the famous thing, but do you like you spoke about like kids and like a husband and like kind of that. Um, yeah, I've 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 become incredibly broody. Really? Yeah. You see those? Oh, was it Panto that did it to you? I feel like it was Panto. Yeah, actually. We I talked a lot, a lot about babies during Panto. Which scared a lot of people, but um, no, not for any time soon or anything. I just think um, I just I look I I think I and a lot of people say you're not maternal at all, but I think I would be. Yeah. 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 Love to have loads. I'm, I'm an only child, so I just love to have loads of kids and see what it's like. All right. Only when I become successful enough to have help, though. Yeah. 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 That's fair. <laughs> I yeah. didn't really see. Just like, in case, like. Yeah, that's a really hard thing. Um, for like. Uh, women in the profession, I think, because like there's, is, yeah. there's a uh, rightly or wrongly, there seems to be an expectation out there that like, you know, that that they should kind of like, really be in like, you know, their kids' life, which of course they should, but like our career can be kind of all-consuming sometimes, so it's a difficult thing for like a mom or a dad, but I yeah. just think it can be even more difficult for yeah a mom. I don't know, is that yeah. fair or not? But yeah, no, like you have to a woman like no doubt about it has to carry a child for nine months, and that's um nine months or maybe not. Um, Janet Moran was pregnant in She Stoops to Conquer which was really cute I thought wow. um, but you know you have to be off stage for a certain amount of months mm-hmm. or off screen or whatever you do like you have to be off your job for yeah. a certain amount of months and um, yeah the world goes the world ticks on and it sometimes um, can hinder more work that you get and then you don't want you, you know you want to be there you want to collect your children from school um, and casting directors and directors and um stuff can be a little bit and jobs just this job can be a little bit unforgiving sometimes you know you have to learn an accent in four days or you have to learn a song for next week or you have to learn whatever and um sometimes there are more important things when you have a family and babies yeah 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 you're right all right cool you go again yeah all right number 43 yay oh nice i was if you didn't get it i was about to tell you that you're officially doing badly Oh, but I'm take not it all back now. I mean, you're doing great. You're like, your your talking is fabulous, but Thanks. your number look is just. Poor. How many um people have done this already? Uh, you're number six. Oh, my number six. Yeah. Uh, who do you know? I don't know who you know. There's been some comedians. Indian Mullen did it. Yeah. Yeah. I know India. Yeah, India's great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. It's kind of fun. Brilliant. I'm, I'm oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh. Oh yeah. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. What's your biggest downfall when it comes to being healthy? Uh, I have absolutely no willpower. Really. Whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. No willpower. I have great ideas about how to be healthy, and sometimes when I'm in a routine, I can I can practice them pretty easily. But most of the time, uh, like if I want something 
I can't not have it. Mm-hmm. Like kind of craving sort of stuff. Um, oh, craving. Like what would be a thing that you'd really want that you couldn't not have? Bread. Oh yeah. I love bread. That white bread. Bread, bread. all sorts of the bread, oh, sourdough nice. bread, bread, bread. So when you amazing. said that putting your penis into a woman was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, you I were kind of like, conflicted. Br- yeah, I was conflicted <laughs> on that like, because no, I bread feel better, like bread actually. was brilliant. Yeah. So I'm I want to put my penis between two better, slices like, of bread. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, um, and I'll, I'm, I'm lazy as well. Like, I know that getting up and going to the gym would make me feel much better in the mornings, but if I have a full day of rehearsal, um, I feel sorry for myself because mm-hmm. that's a long day for me to do. So yes. I, instead of getting up, I'll give myself that rest because I'll go, no, Kate, you have a long day ahead of you. Yeah, you got to pace yourself sometimes. Yeah. That's um, all right. And I'll get as much rest as I possibly can. Yeah. But sometimes getting up to the gym and going to the gym is much healthier for you, better for you, you have more energy. And I know all this, but as I said, my willpower is lacking. Yeah, that's okay though. I have a bit of empathy for yourself. Mm. <laughs> all right. Okay, number... Six. No, that's okay. an interesting number, though. You think so? Yeah. Number the devil, kind of. Is it? Well, six, six, six. God. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you picked three, three, so that's kind of like the antithesis of that. So yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh, angel. Matter. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> number six. If you couldn't pursue the career that you're pursuing now, what would you be doing? Um, I would... I think that I would like to be in advertising. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'd be able to sell shit to people. Okay. Absolutely. What about when you go in for them um, ad auditions and you see the, the group of like six six yeah. people, you know, sitting there? Like, how do you feel about those kind of scenarios? No, I don't like them. I don't like uh, ad auditions whatsoever because yeah. I always think that it's based on an aesthetic and not based on um, your audition, which yeah. most of the time it is. And so, like, if they're looking for people that can in that way or like you know a casting director can be doing their best to say oh I think you're really funny doing that little bit Um, I'd love to have you and then you, you go you go forward and then the company says no we anticipated a blonde girl would be in this ad so therefore she's gone so yeah. like yeah stuff like that just annoys me because it's nothing to do with you it's more to do with an idea that someone else had in their head somewhere miles above you yeah but th- at the same time if you look like the albino Adele you might have got that job if I did yeah unfortunately I don't anymore yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> swings and roundabouts yeah, really isn't it absolutely yeah but yeah I think I'd um, I'd love to be one in one of those ad exec one of those ad executives you know like thinking of jingles for ads thinking of how because I know what I would like to see and some of it sometimes like I look at ads and I go that is just so lazy like that's not going to sell anything to me Mm. I think I'd come up with better ideas than that. Yeah? I hope. What about if you were to make an ad for a personality bingo with Tom Warren? What would you be suggesting just to put you right on the spot? Like, If I was to make an ad for it? Yeah, for a podcast. So it would be like, we're probably talking... Oh, maybe it would be like balls with our faces on them rolling around a machine and then like countdown music and then you holding the ball like Aladdin. <laughs> Holding the genie, <laughs> and then you dressed maybe as Aladdin as well, oh. and then like the ball stops rolling and a head drops out and it's my head and it's like Tom personality bingo with Tom Moore and featuring Kate Gilmore or featuring India Mullen or whoever's next. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, really I'd good. be sold. I think you should quit acting. Yeah. <laughs> Just get out of it, man. You're wasted. <laughs> You're wasted. Those Irish theatre awards mean nothing. Think of all the <laughs> advertising awards you could be winning. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Whew. All right. Nice. Okay. Um, all right, number three. 
hell? It's not on my bingo list, but I like it. Yeah, you needed that 33, but that's all right. Maybe it's on the way. What? Uh, sorry, that was the wrong question. Um, tell us about a time when you laughed until you cried. Um, during Panto, I laughed an awful lot. Like, it on was stage? really funny. Some of it was so funny. Like, on stage, off stage. Um, okay, so we done... Um, in the in the in the green room one day uh, all of us got out our phones and had we had t- either had tinder on our phones or not all of us but the people who were single had either had tinder or downloaded tinder in order to do this thing and we swapped our phones with each other and hmm. went through other pe- for other people or grinder or whatever it was that you were you had on your phone and um i done one i done i done swipes for Carl Maguire and i think Carl done for me maybe or some maybe Alex done it for me but it was like it, it was just hysterical like it's so funny because some of the past remarks <laughs> were like just outrageous and these poor men and women getting just torn apart by yeah. a group of fucking kids sitting there dressed in panto outfits yeah. like it's ridiculous yeah, 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 the yeah. idea of it was just outrageous and also you, you're delirious during that time because you're extremely tired so everything is funnier and sadder and like the extremes of your emotions are yeah. really peaked so yeah that was really funny yeah they were looking for love and they just found abuse from the gaiety panto yeah, cast yeah they did they God did or um, in the case of um, someone on my phone they got a message from Carl saying something along the lines of um, I can't I can't actually remember what he said but it was just Outrageous, and he responded he instantly to mi- to which he was met with disappointment because it wasn't me that wrote to him. Oh, was it something like along the lines of like, like yeah, I want you now kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, something yeah. real saucy, and then I can't he was just I want you now. Yeah. Made me feel like a girl in a <laughs> yeah, a real girly. A, like a thing. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> Seventy Shades of Grey. Something like that. Things. Jesus, <laughs> I was just at the cinema there. I went to see La La Land. Uh, oh, yeah. for the second time you've seen it no I'd really recommend it yeah I think you'd like it yeah so do I Um, but uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey 2 ad was out and it's called Fifty Shades Darker <laughs> I believe <laughs> I don't know why that's funny it is funny I don't know why either it's just it's a weird name yeah yeah anyway maybe it should be just Fifty Shades of Black then because probably black is darker than grey yeah I think we're over it well you can Pick an ad for it later. Yeah, yeah I right. will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Number 14. No. Oh, man, okay. Number 14. How do you feel about the word millennial? Oh, I love the word millennial. It reminds me of millennium, and millennium was a good time for me. Yeah, you were seven. Uh, Yes, I'm not good with numbers. We're the yes. same age. Yeah, I was seven. And uh, yeah, I just remember wearing a black sparkly dress, and yeah. I looked like the girl of father of the bride, and my family were in my house, we were in our town, and fireworks went off. Nice. So that's what millennial reminds me of, and also it's, I also think it's a nice, satisfying word. It describes a, a lot of things, in one word. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and let me yeah uh, let me turn it around in you a little bit. Like when you were talking earlier about like your feelings about um, Trump and Brexit and like you know uh, yes. the Eighth Amendment and stuff. Yeah. A lot of people would say that's very like millennial millennial viewpoint, viewpoint mm. kind of like zoned in like do you ever find that I sometimes find that it can be a word that's used to just collapse any like kind of critical thinking and debate because people are like you're just a fucking snowflake millennial kid like what are yeah, you talking about yeah 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 that's oh, true. it's kind of nice you'd really positive answer I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to make it a uh, 50 shades dark or anything no. like that <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess no you're right and and I, can, I feel sometimes undermined when I'm labelled a millennial millennial even though um I am one because it yeah it does it, it 
it shuts down your thought processes or it generalises you with everyone else that was born in and around the same time as you. Um, and of course, no, no one person is the same, but um, we're right with those viewpoints. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it's kind of insane, like it is. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice, kind of like that. All right, I'm going to do a little time check. See you okay. Right. Okay, you've got just over 15 minutes left. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get all my numbers. All right, let's do it. Okay, we'll, we can go kind of quick if you want. Okay. <laughs> you don't sound enthused, but anyway, we'll play one. Number nine. Yeah! You got it? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's where that lack of enthusiasm got you. Maybe that's the way to go forward. Who's the most famous person you've ever seen? Um, met like. Uh, yeah. Or like you could even just have like seen them and not spoke to them, but whatever um, you want. You met is probably more a better story, but some people haven't met anyone famous, so I didn't want to put anyone under pressure. I... Like, I've seen all the Gleasons. Have in you? Person, yeah. I've met Donal. Is he nice? Lovely. He's a very good actor. Yeah. They're all very good actors. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, m- I met him at the Irish Times Awards two years ago. Nice. Was he cool? He yeah, lovely, pretty shy. Yeah. Um. He str- he comes across well. Like I mean, Michael Fassbender. Oh wow. Yeah, he came into the gaiety and he talked to us. Um, to the panto. No, the school when I was training at the Gaiety School uh, of Acting. Did he go there? He uh, he was he trained under Donald Courtney, who was one of our teachers, yeah. and he kind of pulled a favour and, and got him in to talk to us. And it was our year and India Mullins' year that were there when he came in, and he got a couple of us up on stage to do scenes and stuff and talked to us for ages. And yeah, so that's probably the most famous person. Yeah, he's got an Oscar nomination. Absolutely, it's really cool. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it is for um I was going to say 50, 50 years a slave but 12 years a slave. Oh yeah. Doesn't he f- support an yeah, actor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh does. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of my brain was trying to combine 50 shades of gray with 12 years a slave. 12 years a slave which and would also be a different movie. Yeah, oh god. That would be interesting. Mm. Hmm. Okay. No. Oh, that kind of just came flying right out. Number 38. Oh, no, I'm 28. Okay, number 38. How do you feel about the phrase everything happens for a reason? Oh, I don't know. I like it. Um, but I like it because I've lived a really charmed life thus far. Like, you know, nothing um, really, really traumatic has happened to me. But there are people who live really horrible lives or like horrible things happen to really good people all the time. And so... I'm not sure, you know, but kids dying is just like, how is that for a reason? Like, yeah. you know, or like, that's just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I think there is an answer for, for things like as, as horrendous as that. Um, but I like it in relation to, you know, other things, you know, trivial things like you know, maybe a, a relationship or mm. that didn't, maybe didn't go your way or like a, jo- a job that you might have missed out on or yeah, something. Yeah. When people say it, sometimes it can bring some comfort. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good perspective, Helen, I think. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. Nice. Okay. Number 59. No. You did a weird face there. Yeah, I wish this was on telly. <laughs> can I see it? <laughs> and you could see your crinkly top as well. If you just no, say. no. <laughs> Stop it. Get a picture at the end. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you wrote a letter? write cards all the time do you yeah for what like birthdays and stuff birthdays and uh 
I wrote them. I wrote cards yesterday for the dead. We had our first show yesterday, so I wrote them for all our shows. <laughs> Sounded like you're just saying for like dead people. The dead. <laughs> no, the show that we have. Um, you know, for the director and the writer and the cast and the crew to say like thank you and congratulations and um, good luck and all that um, stuff. But it's been a long time since I've written a letter. Yeah. 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 I like that question. Mm. We're gonna compliment my own questions now. Yeah. Um, number. 35? No. Okay. No problem. Number 35. What's the worst job you've ever had? Oh, God. This is going to sound terrible. I have only ever had three jobs. Mm -hmm. One of them was an usher in the Gaiety Theatre when I was 16. Then I went to the Gaiety School of Acting and have worked as an actress since... And the time a couple of years ago, no, not a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago, when I wasn't getting acting work for about three months, I tempted, and that's the only other job I've ever had. Mm. And it was fine, but that would be the worst one, just because it has nothing to do with what I want, what, with what I want to do. Um, and sometimes in in temping jobs, you know, you don't care, but they care a lot. Yeah. And that can cause some friction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do another check just because we're getting close to that. Okay. All right, we've we've got ten ten minutes. Okay. All right. I feel good about this. Uh, so do I. I think three you might get another. Get. Yeah, I think you're gonna get some. I think oh, you're gonna oh get three. Uh, sorry, I, I I'm not trying to. If this comes out good, you've got a you've got a chance. Number four. No. Oh, you still have a chance. I'm sorry, <laughs> I I shouldn't have said that. What would seven year old you think of you right now? Oh, I think I'd like me. <laughs> I was. A Strange child, um, yeah. really strange. When all my friends loved uh, Spice Girls, the Spice Girls when they were seven, and I loved Whoopi Goldberg. Oh wow! Yeah, she was my favorite. Yeah. Um, because I watched Sister Act from when I was like three for about three years straight, all the time. Sister Act, and then Sister Act two, and then um, I I kept you know I had these obsessions with actresses. Um, it was Whoopi Goldberg, then it was Susan Sarandon, then it was Holly Hunter, and then it was Meryl Streep, and I still love all those actresses. Um. But I, um, it was just weird because I was mad about, like, I was just wa- wanted to watch all their films all the time. And um, I think my mom and dad admitted to me recently that they thought I might be, I might have been gay when I was a kid because oh I yeah? wanted to watch these women all the time. But <laughs> I still feel the same way. Like, even though I'm not, even though I'm heterosexual, I find women's performances um more, I have to be careful. No, uh, don't be careful. More, I, you don't have to say that. Um, Intoxifying or um, diverse and more dynamic. I love um, male actors, but I just because I can relate to women more. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Yeah. So I and I think it was because it was what I wanted to do, but I didn't realize how to articulate that yet when I was like six or seven. But I knew that that was what I wanted to do. So then I went through this phase of wanting to be a police officer because I loved the bill, and I wanted to be a vet because I loved like. A film, that film with the dog in it, and I, mm. all this sort of like, I was really confused. So I think I've really stayed true to what I wanted. What I wanted then is what I still want now. So, yeah, um, it wouldn't be a big surprise. If, oh my god, who am I? Yeah, it, you, you strike me as one of those people that was like always going to do what you're doing now. Yeah, I don't think I was like that as a kid. Oh really? No, not at all. No, 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 not oh at god. all. Oh my god, I was a really late. Like I was like 17 before I was on stage. That's like, a, yeah, that's a, they're so. In, I find those stories so interesting. Cause yeah. Like, I just wonder, like, was there a moment or is it a long-term thing? 
Yeah, like, and I think, and I, th- I do think it wasn't a thing of like I was just like, oh, that looks fun. I'm not like one of those people. Like, I like now it's like it like consumes like, yeah. like it's it's all I want to do, and like I'm I I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy when I don't do it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I was yeah, I was like pre- I I was into maybe music and stuff a little bit more, but uh, and I was always like a very like sensitive kid, and I I didn't I didn't know how to I didn't like properly I played a lot of, like football and stuff, but I never mm. I was too sensitive. Mm. I get like upset when people like give out to me <laughs> like yeah, you know what I mean quite, I was very sensitive as well yeah but I mean and, and that's kind of like what like that's how like we make a living now is by yeah. kind of like tapping into that so exactly it's kind yeah. of beautiful to find that that's that's okay you know yeah. like and yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice alright great cool alright number 27 now <sighs> okay that was we're gonna has do anyone okay. gotten it yet it was really close today. Laura was in today. Laura Byrne. She's a really good comedian. You should check her out. Yeah. And uh, she also has red hair. And she goes <laughs> red at the neck. So you may be sisters. And uh, yeah, she's an only child. You're really similar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's um she's great. And she got five. And she got five with about six minutes to go. So I was sweating. Like oh, no wow. one's got it yet. But uh, you're doing all right. Three is like the average. So like don't feel bad about okay. it. We'll, we'll, we'll push on. Um, number twenty-seven. Have you ever been in a fight? Like a physical fight. Yeah. Um. I was in a physical fight on someone's front garden when I was about eight. Did you win? I think I did. Or maybe I'm just telling myself that now in hindsight. Congratulations. Thank you. Number. My finger's getting on late. Number 52. No. No, you don't got that number 52. But the question nonetheless is, do you believe in an afterlife? Yeah, I do. I believe, um, uh, I don't know if I believe that we come back around or I believe that we live on I believe we live on but I don't know in what form mm. but I don't believe that it's the end for s- our souls because yeah I just think yeah I just think there's too much there's too much to be said for um, energies and feelings and you know when you feel like someone is with you or you know like you think you see someone or or you feel something at night like and you're like I know that's that person or I, you know, mm. um, my mom has a lot, my mom's very kind of open-minded, like, um, cool, like, uh, tapped in person and I feel like, and she has it with her parents a lot and she feels like they're, she has these really vivid dreams and these feelings and stuff and I feel like that's valid and that definitely counts for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, I don't know you that well really but um, I've met your mom. And uh, you, oh, you're making a face at me. I'm not going to say anything bad. I was just going to say you're like uh, you're. It's it's very oh, you obvious. Have yeah. Were you like how I did forgot, you? I forgot uh, how. <laughs> how do you know my mum? <laughs> uh, we slept together. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, how do you? Uh, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, how? Uh, but you're just very like it's very obvious that you're uh, like you're really like your mum's daughter. If that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I can really see like a lot of you and her and yes, all of her. And you yeah. And it's yeah. Nice. It's kind of nice when you can see that. Um, all right, it's uh, we've got we've got what do we got left? Oh, we've got five minutes left. Yeah, that's loads, oh, loads of time. Loads of time. Loads of time. Loads of time. No problem at all. Number forty nine. No. no. <laughs> Number forty nine. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. What you steal? I stole a notebook from uh, from an airport in Lanzarote when I was uh, just like old enough to know better. Anyway, is the age I was. <laughs> How old was old enough to know better? Sixteen. Oh, that's not bad. They're gonna say like last month. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I, I I wanted it and I had no money left. <laughs> oh wow! Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Like, I mean, 
It's not really, but yeah, it's <laughs> now that I was trying to like, I was trying to make you feel better, but uh, nah, nah, you're just scum. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, number, 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 number nineteen. No, no, I think we're giving it up now. The game. <sighs> number nineteen. How did you find out the truth about Santa? I was a late. I was a late, a late bloomer in that respect. Really? Uh, yeah. I sat on the edge of the bath. I remember, and I asked directly. If Santa existed, and my mom said yes, 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 he did, he did, he did, until I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and then she said no, he doesn't exist. Um, How old were you? I was old. I was like eleven. Ah, at least I older now than they I thought you were going to say it was on your holiday in Lanzarote. Yeah, I was sixteen. <laughs> now um, just the backlash. No, yeah, um, I can't remember. See, I have a really bad long-term memory. Like I cannot remember vivid memories from when I was a kid. Mm. Really, mm. I can remember general memories, but like uh, moments like that, I just remember sitting on the edge of the bath. I don't really remember what house I was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. Did you move around a lot as a kid? Yeah, we 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 were in three different houses. Okay, four yeah. including when I was born. But um, yeah, we we had three different houses just because we moved. We had we were in our town, then we moved to Ashburn to get out of the city, and then we realized we didn't want to be out of the city. We moved to Santry, and then my parents split. So me and my mom moved back to our town. Okay. Um, and my dad moved to Dunboyne, and now he lives. No, he. he That's where I'm from. He moved to Blanchardstown, and now he lives in Dunboyne. Dunboyne. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's really nice. Sometimes I bring my dog out. It's cool. I walk him. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Wherever does he live? Um, like without Tyrell, giving no. his house away. Tyrrell's around. That's that right? in no. Blanche. No, he doesn't live there. No, doesn't that's matter. His, that's his other. Address. Isn't near the village, like. Yeah. Okay. Really near the village. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll find it later. I don't want to give away your dad's gaff either. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's Kinda. see what time it is. All right, we've got two minutes left. Okay. We'll get one or two more in. Right. You never know. Keep the faith. Keep. I know that's seven and I don't have it, so. Oh, God, you're good at seeing them. Yeah. Good eyesight. Who's the funniest person you know? The funniest person I know is my best friend, Gemma Rock. She is just really honest and um true to herself and uh point blank yeah and straight down the line and uh nothing is faffy or fluffy or like you know made up or inauthentic she's just a really really good person and very funny mm-hmm. just funny because yeah She's just hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Gemma. Yeah, shout right. out to Gemma. Let's get you one more. I think this is going to be... Yeah, this is your last one. Okay. Okay, come on. We'll, we're going to do it. We're getting all do you want to spin it for one. your last one? Yeah. You have to push it towards me. So, no, other way. You're ruining everything. Other way. Put, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, you got it. You got it. You got it. Oh, you got two. <laughs> all right, we'll do the two since you got them that way. Number 50. No. Ah, okay. <laughs> Number 50. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, uh, I think um, the best piece of advice I've ever received is is something my dad said but in a he says it all the time to me but in different ways mm-hmm. and I, he basically says like the most important thing like you know I'll get caught up about auditions or about um an argument I might have had with someone or like how so, what someone thinks about me or something and he'll say you will never go wrong 
if you just are kind to people. And, like, he says that in a million different ways. Like, he can say, like, just be kind because you don't know what the other person is going through. Or he can say, be kind because you, like, because it's, yeah, it's, like... Yeah, it's just you should be kind to people like yeah. like no matter like no matter who they are even if they're like you know basically you'd be kind regardless as to if they can do something for you or if they can't do something for you um and we had like a real drunk night where we went for dinner we always go for dinner to the and to, to the theater me and my dad and he gave 20 euro to um homeless man who was more than likely going to buy drugs with it but he gave it to him because it was something that he could do in the moment that would make that moment better for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, my dad is not plush, he doesn't, he's not rich, yeah. and that we're working class, like, but it just, he had it and he gave it to someone else. And I suppose that brings in generosity and stuff, but I think a blanket term for it is just to be kind. Yeah. In work, in life, in play. Yeah, that's lovely. All right, that's our time up. But you okay. did you did draw another number, okay. so we'll have a little bonus, a, bonus a little round. bonus question. Ding, ding. Let's see what it is. All right, it's number twenty-one. For the sake of transparency, do you have number twenty-one? No, not to worry. Okay, you got three. You got three. Just just cursing it. Kay's just destroying the studio now. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> number twenty-one. The bonus question. Oh, we're gonna go out on a bit of a lighthearted one. I think that's okay. nice. What's your opinion on Dwayne the Rock Johnson? What? <laughs> I told you it was going to be a, a bonus, and that's on the sheet. I'm not. Doesn't he dress like a baby or something? <laughs> isn't there a video? Of, isn't there a film where he has is wearing a nappy? Oh, I think you're right. Or was that when he was in wrestling? He probably wore a little bit of a nappy then. You know, like those little kind of mm. ball strangler things they wear. Did he play the scorpion in the Mummy? I th- he was in the Mummy. Yes, yeah. the really must be scorpion, sport scorpion king. He's the highest grossing actor in the world right now. How? He's incredibly famous. He's, he's, have you seen him in movies lately? No. He's not always the worst. <laughs> he's not. No, he's not. He's actually, he's kind of a cool guy, I think. Very, like, inspirational dude, I think. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You oh, maybe I'm undermining him. That's a terrible thing to do. No, it's not. It's not really. He just have your advice about being kind. Yeah, I know. And then I'm saying, like, I'm Shitting laughing. all over Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, I don't. I just think, like, I think, no. Uh, I mean, he doesn't need my, um. Validation. He doesn't need my validation. No. He's the highest grossing actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the world. Yeah, he's just there. It's incredible. He's probably home laughing at your Irish Times theater yeah. <laughs> nominations. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, you uh, you're gonna yeah. You, so you kind of just ended the episode by shitting all over Dwayne. No, I didn't. Oh my god, and you keep saying it, and it's making me anxious. Congratulations, hey Kate. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and doing it. Yeah, thanks G- for manipulating my words. Absolutely. Anytime. Is there anything? Uh, this is probably not going to come out for like another little while. But is there oh. anything that you want to plug? Like definitely like the Abbey gig or any anything like? Oh, I think. Um, well, soon. I love the train, but um, I'm sure the Abbey don't need to, d- don't. But yeah, what we'll say. Um, we're doing the train. Um, which is. A show that I absolutely adore with a fantastic cast and team and director and writers and everything is yeah it's just stunning and uh, that's going in the Abbey in April and uh, me and Fanula Gigax are doing a work in progress show called Homebirds on the 20 I believe it's the 28th 29th and 1st of March I think or maybe the 29th 1st and 2nd of March Daddy. Um look it up it's on Smock Alley seen and heard hashtag Smock Allies you did a hashtag plug. Oh. Cool. Do you have any social media? Do you, have, do you have a Twitter? I have a Twitter account at underscore Kate Gilmore. Deadly. Hey, Kate, thanks so much for doing it. Thank you. Nice one. All right, cool. Thanks very much. Deadly. That's it, Taz. You can it off.
So, guys, that was Kate Gilmore playing Personality Bingo with Tom Warren. Uh, a massive thank you to Kate. Uh, first off, she is so busy, uh, I couldn't even tell you, but uh, it really means the world that she took the time to do it, and uh, I think it was a really special episode, so thank you very much, Kate, if you are listening. Um, this podcast is on the Headstuff Podcast Network. You can find us at headstuff.org and on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us there. Please do hit subscribe. It really helps to just make sure that you get the episode right to your phone, and it helps us with our listens, and it uh, helps us looking for advertising and sponsorship and future guests when we try and tell them about all you amazing people who listen and um, how it's a great way to connect with you know new uh, fans and listeners etc etc a massive thank you to Leah and Anthony um, who did the music for us Um, it gets comments and compliments every week Uh, they're at More Than Machines you should check the guys out they have uh, music on iTunes and Spotify they really are great and they gig all the time so get them on Facebook and see what they're up to because their music is brilliant also a huge thank you to Connor Nolan for his amazing amazing artwork and as always a massive thank you to the boss the boss man uh, Taz Kelleher um, thank you Taz for producing editing and mixing the podcast please do check her out on Moments Podcast too uh, there's a really great episode that I actually just listened to this week uh, about um, being um about kind of uh, being a woman in, 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 in certain industries such as like the sports industry, uh, the journalism industry and uh, in the acting industry uh, and I'd really recommend it. Guys, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook and um, please, uh, as I said, like, share, tweet at us. Uh, it really does mean the world and I actually just wanted to give a little shout out to um, some people who did get in touch. I want to say a massive thank you to Stacey who was, uh, who was hoping that the ghost question uh, might come up more often. Um, she kind of was asking me to rig personality bingo which I didn't appreciate Stacy. but uh, no thank you so much for getting in touch also thank you to Laura who just listened to her first ever episode uh, seems to be really enjoying it uh, it's awesome it means the world uh, uh, massive thank you to to Nadia to Nads there's loads of uh, people beginning with N who listen to the podcast uh, whose names begin with N which is always great also a huge thank you to Gina for getting in touch to Megan um, to, to, to pretty much everyone who's uh, been taking the time to just tweet at us and let us know that you're out there because as I said it really 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 means the world to know that you're out there and you're enjoying it because uh, that's why we're making it so guys enough of me rambling uh, all this left to say is again once more thank you Kate for taking the time to do it um, and we'll see you next Sunday I suppose when uh, who's on next Sunday I don't even know who's on next Sunday isn't that mad who is it I don't know you're just gonna have to tune in next Sunday and see who the mystery guest is on with me playing personality bingo with Tom Warren This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.